business to new insane revenue levels doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about the right strategy, team, efficiencies, and confidence. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Evolution Podcast. With over 1 million downloads, it's the go-to business podcast dedicated to business owners who want to evolve out of operating in the day-to-day and make their dreams come true. I'm your host, Annette Walter, and I'm so happy you are here. As a former banker, I have now been an entrepreneur for over 15 years and have started, grown, acquired, and sold over 20 multi-million dollar companies to date. Together, you and I will strengthen your existing business, build your dream team and process, grow your wealth and legacy, all while surrounding you with a community of rockstar entrepreneurs just like yourself. Are you ready to evolve? Let's get started. Welcome to today's podcast. I'm so happy you are here today. Our guest is Alex Budak. Alex is a faculty member at UC Berkeley, co-founder of Start Some Good, and author of Becoming a Changemaker. This is such a great conversation about being a changemaker and all of those different things that it takes. And you're actually going to uncover a little bit more about what type of superhero you are. Yes, everyone is a superhero. So take a listen. I know you will enjoy our conversation. He is kind, he is upbeat, and very passionate about what he does. And I'm happy to share this with you today. I also want to let you know that if you haven't had the chance to reach out, make sure you do so. Again, this is time for you. And give yourself a big high five for being here, for being a curious learner and continuing on the entrepreneurial journey. Keep evolving, entrepreneur. I am so, so proud of you. Welcome, Alex. How are you today? Hi, Annette. Thanks so much for having me. I am really happy you are here with us. We're joined by Alex Budak. He is faculty member of UC Berkeley. I am so excited for what you're going to share with us. I want to hear all about your journey. I know you've got some really good things going on behind the scenes, so... I always let our guests start wherever they feel fit to tell us about your journey and your story. Sure. Well, I've worn a few different hats, continue to wear a few different hats, but uh, I began my career as a social entrepreneur. And so I co-founded a venture called startsomegood.com, which was inspired by my travels, my work in India. Um, so while I was there, uh, I was doing some work volunteering with a local social enterprise. So a group that worked with girls from the local community and use sport as a tool to teach them healthy habits and leadership. And that's really where my perspective on change forever changed. You know, I used to think that change had to come from big institutions. Think World Bank, UN. And there is a place for that type of change, to be sure. But I also saw the power of grassroots change makers and realized that there's people literally all around the world that want to make a difference, yeah. but just too many barriers getting in the way. And so that was the inspiration of Start Some Good, which tried to democratize the way we fund early stage social ventures, to take it from sort of one person looking at 100 grants and choosing one in a room by themselves to instead make it community driven, because who knows better what a community needs than the community itself. So you've probably seen so many different types of change agents and companies. What have been some of the exciting spaces out there? Well, so yeah, exactly sort of bolstered by this experience. Um, Mm -hmm. I've then dedicated my whole life to studying and working with change makers. Mm -hmm. As you mentioned, I'm at at Berkeley. And so at Berkeley, Mm -hmm. I designed and teach a class called Becoming a Change Maker. And it's Mm -hmm. all about how people from 
all walks of life, from all sectors, all roles can lead change from where they are. Um, and as part of that, you know, there's brilliant researchers at Berkeley, and I am not one of them. I'm a teacher. That's really what I do as I focus on teaching. But I do just a little bit of research. And so I set out to do a study. It's called the Changemaker Index. And by the way, if any of your listeners want to take a look and do the index for themselves, you can okay. go to changemakerbook.com slash index. Okay. And it takes about 90 seconds and it'll help you understand what your greatest strength as a changemaker is. Is it your mindset? Is it your leadership? Is it your bias towards action? Give you some self-awareness. But in looking at this, we were able to crunch the data and say, look, these are some of the trends that we see that the most effective change makers do. Mm. And so we find that, for instance, irrespective of roles or sectors, change makers are effective at questioning the status quo, mm -hmm. at seeing something that's unjust or a system that needs to be disrupted and being able to do that. And we also find, interestingly, that when it comes to the leadership techniques, the most important thing is being able to influence without authority. You know, we so often think that it's about having as much power, as much say as possible, being that person in the corner office telling people what to do. But we find that to actually make change happen, it's really much more about influence than being able to force someone to do something. Mm -hmm. Wow. And do you feel like that's a something that just people are born with? Or do you see that people can like really work on that and develop that as a skill? So that's one of the best things about the change maker index is we've actually proven with data that people can develop as change makers. Oh, cool. And I found in my class that absolutely people can develop those influence skills as well. Kind of like flexing the muscle, right? Working out the muscle, right? Yes, exactly, exactly right. And so, you know, I identified in, in the book that I recently wrote, it's called Becoming a Change Maker. I identified what I call five different influence superpowers. Okay. I think with each of these, these are all learnable and practicable. And mm -hmm. so I can briefly go through them, but there's empathy. So being able to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yes. There's relationships. So investing in the relationship, building trust, right? It's a long-term play. You can't fake it, but if it's truly there, sometimes people will be willing to go along with you because they believe in you as a person. Mm -hmm. Next, we talk about vision. To find vision as painting a picture of the future that's so compelling that people can't help but want to be part of it with you. Mm -hmm. And crucially, helping people see how their contribution, however small, however removed, leads to that bigger vision. And the fourth, which is one that I think would probably be your superpower, is passion. So being <laughs> able to be passionate about something. And so often as change makers, we are passionate about it. We yeah. feel like, well, maybe in like a corporate setting or a fundraising setting, I need to kind of put that passion aside. But no, like actually use that as a superpower. People want to feel a sense of something greater than themselves. And passion often leads to purpose. Yes. And the fifth one is safety, because perhaps some people are more prone to taking risks, more comfortable with the unknown, and others will be less so. And so how can you make it safe for others to follow you? And so a small technique I've learned to do is to say something like, hey, look, I get that you joining me on this would be a big risk for you. Here's my promise. If it works, I promise you will get the praise. And if it doesn't work, I promise I will take the blame. That's mm. a way to make it safe for someone else who might be excited about the vision, might feel your purpose, your passion, but just don't want to take that leap with you. You can make it right. safe for them. Right. Make it safe, which feels totally safe to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I'll fall on the sword all day long for it. Um, <laughs> okay. So what's your superpower? Of, of the influence superpowers. Um, I think it's vision probably, you know, I guess this okay. is something like as an entrepreneur, I've always sort of leaned into. Um, so okay. it's being able to sort of get people excited about something. I love that beginning, that sort of spark uh, yeah. where you sort of like see something that doesn't quite exist yet. And you know, you have to have the humility to say, like, I don't know exactly how we'll get there, but we'll figure out a way to get there. And so I think that's the one that I, um, that's kind of like most natural to me. That's and the one great. I've learned to most develop is really like 
leveraging my passion because I am a very passionate person, but I think I've learned, uh, what kind of I mentioned, I used to sort of like suppress it, but I think I've learned to get more comfortable sharing that even in more traditional settings and found that it actually does work as an influence superpower. Absolutely. I mean, you know, and I, I really just, I think that you, when you embrace your superpower or when you can see superpowers easily in people and you get them to see their own superpower. A lot of times people don't notice or realize or understand or even feel like they're worthy of their own superpower, right? Oh, so true. One of my favorite authors, Liz Weissman, she wrote the book, Multipliers. And my favorite line from the book, she says, terrific, yeah. She says, it's not about asking, is this person smart? But instead asking, in what ways is this person smart? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so tell us about your book. How was the writing journey for you? First of all, behind the scenes, pull the curtain. Oh, it's funny. So there's some people that set out to write a book and they're like, I've got right. to write this. For right. me, I'm not that person. Right. Um, I was hesitant to write the book actually, but I did it in service to my students. My students would take my class at Berkeley and say, you, you know, it's very meaningful, but they'd say like, you know, this class changed my life. Like this has been hugely transformational yeah. for me. I yeah. wish that my friends at other schools could take it. And I said, well, you know, sorry, I'm only at one school, but more and more people asked me to write a book. And so I ignored the first few, but then after a few dozen, I said, okay, maybe there's something there. And so I really wrote it as sort of a tribute to, to them and in service of them. Um, I found that writing is a grind. I had to find like a regular deliberate practice. And so I really used right. experimentation to sort of find what works for me. I'm kind of a night owl, although I also have a toddler at home. So those don't always right. go too well together. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought maybe I could do my best work at night. Nope, that's not the case. And I found that actually like first thing in the morning, like a couple hours, that's really where I did my best work. And so I set a goal for myself is three days a week, I do two hours of writing. I wouldn't judge myself based on how many words I wrote, but just like being in the act of writing for two hours at a time. Did you write like hand write it out or did you type? Oh, typed, typed everything. Although actually the other thing I did is sometimes I would take walks and ideas would come to me. And so I'd use my dictation on my phone. And so I would write like not full chapters, but I'd write like paragraphs, just kind of when an idea would come to me while I'm walking. Right. I love it. I love it. Okay. So- um, I, let, I don't want to take up too much of your time here, but tell us your be- best piece of advice that you actually tell yourself when you're having moments when you're not feeling like a superhero. Okay. You're not in your zone. Right. Um, what do you kind of say to yourself as your personal mantra to, to keep you going or moving through it? Well, as you can probably tell, I'm very impact driven. And so that's really what pushes me through everything that I do. And so I reflect back on the words of my favorite change maker, uh, Jackie Robinson. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in high school, when you had to do papers on people and do biographies, I would literally choose Jackie Robinson every single year. So I think like in sixth grade, I did a paper on seventh grade, eighth grade, uh-huh. I love Jackie <laughs> Robinson. But he has a quote that always stuck with me. He says, a life is not important, except in the impact it has on other people. Mm-hmm. And so that's always been an idea that, that drives me. So if I ever start feeling bad about myself or start feeling stuck, I always go back to that idea is like, what can I do to support someone else? And that's usually what gets me out of any funk or any stuck point is like when you can reorient towards serving others and doing so in a meaningful way, uh, that really helps me renew my sense of purpose and often unlock new doors. Wow. I love it. I love it. And you can just tell, you know, you are making an impact on many and that's just the ripple effect. So that's great. Congratulations on all of your success, the book, and everything you have going, where can we find you, promote you, support you, buy the book, maybe listen to the book? I did do the audiobook. Yeah, I did the audio book. So if, if you like this voice, then you have eight hours that you could listen to. Or if nice. not, then, then go read the book. Uh, yeah, the book's available at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, local bookstores, anywhere you buy books. If you want to Great. learn more, check out changemakerbook.com. 
uh, and love connecting with folks on LinkedIn. So if you listen to this, you know, send me a note, send me a message and say you heard us here and yeah, I'd love to connect with you there. That's great. And make sure you drop me the link to that assessment. Do you call it an assessment or survey? Yeah, you call it change maker index, but it's basically an assessment. The index. Exactly. Okay, the index. Send that to me and we'll drop that in the notes. That'll be perfect. Yeah. Terrific. Thank you so much for being here, Alex. Thanks, Annette. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Wow. What an episode. Did you learn something new? I hope so. I am so happy you were able to be here with us today. I'd love to hear from you. Leave me a review and I will be sure to read it and respond to you. Also, if you'd like to email me, my email address is urock at iEvolveConsulting.com. Hit subscribe and every Tuesday you'll get notification when the next episode drops. We really have some amazing interviews and tips in the future. Anything you need, I'm here for you. I want you to keep your momentum. I want to help you stay accountable. I want you to stay inspired. I want you to evolve. So please let me know what you need and I'd love to hear from you. Take care until next time.